This morning we're going to talk about difficult people and unhealthy relationships. Difficult people and unhealthy relationships. And just by a show of hands, does anyone in here know a difficult person? Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> okay, so the reality is, is that we, uh, we have to deal with difficult people, right? That's just the reality. And sometimes our humanity can cause relationships at times to be painful and discouraging. And it's not just because of the people that we find difficult, right? But oftentimes our relationships become painful and discouraging because our response to difficult people, right? That doesn't help a lot usually. Um, and so the godliest of people I found can have a hard time loving difficult people and navigating unhealthy relationships. I'm going to ask you for just a moment to be honest with yourself because I'm going to be honest with you this morning. I have a, a fairly difficult time occasionally dealing with difficult people. I respond in ways that is not honoring to God at times. But let's be honest with ourselves for just a second, okay? Um, even knowing that God calls us to love, we know this, and even knowing that God has given us all the tools that we need to love difficult people and to navigate unhealthy relationships, still there's something inside of us that just wants to rise up and, and respond to them in the way that we feel is justified, in the way that we feel they deserve. And our response to unhealthy and difficult relationships at times, if we would admit it, aren't incredibly reflective of the, of the way that God has called us to love. And either we just don't know how to love, or more honestly, we just plain just don't want to demonstrate love to people that aggravate us, people that annoy us, or people that offend us. And I find, for myself for one, making excuses for my half-hearted attempt at love to others. And I'll find myself saying and thinking things like, you know, I've tried to love this person, but they're incredibly physically and emotionally draining. Do you know anybody like that? Okay, <laughs> a few of you. Like, I've tried to reconcile this relationship with this person, but all they do is blame me for everything. It's always my fault. Maybe you've thought, I've tried to include this person, um, but they have the worst attitude. They have a terrible attitude. Or you'd say, I, I try to get along with them, but I feel like I'm always walking around, walking on eggshells around them, trying to tiptoe not to set them off. And so in our text today, Paul speaks to the issue of dealing with difficult people and unhealthy relationships. And he gives us some counsel on how to love difficult people, and what to do if we're facing an unhealthy relationship. So if you have your Bibles or your phone, why don't you get it out? And we're going to be, again, in Romans chapter 12. We're going to read verse 16 through 21, but we're going to, at first in 16 and 17, it says this. It says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people, and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. And so Paul offers three solutions in the text that we're reading today in helping us to love in unhealthy relationships. And the first is this, act with caution. Act with caution. Paul says, when you're dealing with a difficult person, 
don't respond on their level. Don't respond on their level. Is there anyone in here that has children, younger children? I mean, if you've had children, you've obviously had a younger child at one point or another. But I find myself watching, and, and I know I'm not going to get the Dad of the Year award for admitting this, but sometimes I find myself watching my children fighting. Does anybody else do that? You just get, it's like there's nothing going on, and, and you're entertained by the way your children fight. And so I, I, I told you. And so I'm sitting there watching my middle two children, uh, nine and then five, fighting and arguing over something ridiculous, you know, like she wanted the blue marker and she got the green marker. And so, you know, they, they yell at each other and then they say something crazy like, I, I can't believe you. You're always so mean to me. And then, then I'll, I'll just name names because they're not here. But, then, you know, then Zoe will take all the markers and just throw them on the ground. And, and not to be outdone, my daughter Kayla would be like, oh, yeah. So she flips over the table. And, and then Zoe just drops down on her knees and starts throwing this big old fit. And, and then, again, Kayla responds in the same way, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up you. And she just throws this giant fit. And it's just silliness, Right? I mean, honestly, I'll step in at that point. Once, once we've gotten to that point, I'll step in. But it's just silliness to think that, that my daughter, if she's upset, will, will say something. Then my other daughter will say something right back to her, and, and they'll respond in the same way. They'll respond, they'll respond. And, and what I found funny and as I'm studying is, is we as adults do the exact same thing. Like, not necessarily to that extent, hopefully. If you do, you need some help. <laughs> but we do the same things. Ladies, you walk into this room, and you know there's this difficult person that you, you know, and they give you this dirty look, and what do you do? You give them a dirty look right back. You're like, what, however you guys do. <laughs> That's how, Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Or maybe you have someone in your family that is incredibly sarcastic. Sarcasm is their love language. And so they're sarcastic to you, and so what do you, what do, you do? You say something sarcastic back. Or maybe, and this I think applies to all of us, you find this, this person that you're just really struggling with um, saying something bad about you. They're gossiping about you. So then what do you do? Oh, if, if they're gossiping about me, I have, to, I have to discredit them. I have to gossip about them. I have to say something about them. And so we go back and forth, back and forth. But Paul says, don't respond on their level. In verse 17, he says, never pay back evil with more evil. He says, do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. I want to say that again. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. And so this means don't fly off the handle. Don't like, and I have a terrible habit of this, and I'm growing, I'm maturing in this, but the Bible says be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. Don't just blow off and say the first thing that comes to your mind, right? Don't act out of emotion. Just, I think what the Lord's wanting us to do is just stop. Even if we have to close our eyes, Gather ourselves, pray, and ask the Lord to help us prepare ourselves. Because we are going to encounter difficult people. We are going in everyday life to encounter difficult people. 
Maybe, um, is there anybody that has children in sports right now? Yeah? Man, you guys are, are you awake this morning? <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my kids. No, I'm kidding. But if you have a child in sports, maybe you know this personality. This, there's this person that potentially, you know, all they do is yell when they're at these sporting events for their kids. And, and you find, you know, like even, even elementary students, there are some parents that will go to these baseball games or go to these football games, and they respond as if they're watching an NFL game and you know, their favorite team is losing, and it's, and it's ludicrous. And so you hear this person screaming, and, and the person who comes to mind for me, this kind of personality, would be Gordon Ramsay. I, I couldn't show a video clip of his TV shows. It would not be suitable for this setting. But Gordon Ramsay is incredibly angry and, and boisterous. And, and so the, these kind of people, the, the yell and scream. And so again, you encounter this person, and the first thing you want to do is just tell them how you really feel. Right? And instead close your eyes, you just say, Father, help me with my tongue. Help me with my tongue. Maybe um, you're in here this morning and you have a family member that kind of resembles this person. (laughs) You guys know who this is? It's Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon Family Vacation. And so, you have a family member that just grinds your gears, and you know they're they're suffocating. They they do things that are just kind of silly, and 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 they kind of are uh, embarrassing. And and again, you want to just be like, seriously, can you grow up? And instead, you just pray, Father, Lord, give me patience with this person. Give me patience. Maybe you have a. Um, you know, most of us in here work, and sometimes our, our co-workers, our working relationship with people um, is not the greatest. And so maybe you have uh, like a difficult, re- controlling boss. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to do that. He's been getting me the last few, few sermons, so I had to do that. And his family's here as well, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, you can take that down now. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, when, you, when we have a difficult, difficult encounter with this person at work, maybe they're your boss and you just stop, you pray, Lord, give me guidance. Instead of the way we want to respond, we're asking God to help us, to prepare us, to give us guidance and wisdom and patience with these people. Many of us, in dealing with difficult relations, relationships, we've, we can find ourselves doing the same things over and over and becoming more and more frustrated and hurt when we don't see different results. It's kind of the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same things and expecting something different. But here's, here's something to think about. If we make a mistake, and we will, in handling a difficult person or responding to a difficult person, listen, that's, that's a life lesson and there's nothing wrong with that. We're all going to make mistakes. But if we keep making the same mistake 
then that's when there's something wrong. You see, too many times we have difficulties in relationships because we keep choosing to walk into the same traps because we don't want to exercise this caution that Paul's talking about. And so again, the first point is act with caution. Second point is accept your limitations. Verse 18, it says this. It says, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. And so Paul admits that in, in verse 18, essentially Paul's admit, admitting, hey, listen, do everything that you can, but peace may not be possible. Do everything that you can to live in peace with everyone. Peace may not be possible, but there may be some relationships, some people that are just resistant to any kind of peace. But we, Paul's saying, we are to do our best to get along with everything, or to get along with everyone. And my personality type, if, if you don't know me, I, I love for everybody to be getting along. I, I want everybody to get along. I want everybody to come together. And so, you know, I have a tendency to do whatever I can to make sure that happens to, to a fault sometimes. And so I find myself saying, like, I know that if I just try to explain myself to this person... they'll understand. If I, just, if I can just explain myself, they'll understand. Or here's one that I'm horrible with. Like I know if I, just, if I just say yes, if I just say yes, you know, they're asking me of some, for something, they're asking me to do something. You know, if I just say yes to that person, or not, I know that if I, if I just keep trying and I just keep trying and I just keep trying, things are going to get better. But here's the reality. Sometimes, in all honesty, we need to, to distance ourselves from certain people. And it's just the truth. Because our relationship at that point is, is harmful to us. You cause yourself just continuing to be consumed. Your, your thought life is consumed with this person, how difficult they are, and so it's harmful to us, and it's certainly not beneficial to the other person. So, so sometimes after our, our reasoning has failed, it's time to give that person some space. Sometimes after trying to win them over by constantly saying yes, like I said, is, is a, a, a bad habit of mine, it's time to lovingly say no. Sometimes after trust has been broken so many times, it's time to move on. Again, Paul says, do everything you can to live at peace with everyone. And if that person is, again, not willing to exercise peace in that relationship, and it's harmful to you and it's not beneficial to them, it's time to move on. Thirdly, Abstain from seeking revenge. Abstain from seeking revenge. Verse 19, Paul says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. I want to go back to verse 17 real quick because it's pertinent here too. 
He says, again, never pay evil with more evil. Again, I think this is so important. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. And so in, in this portion of the text, Paul goes away from the law in Deuteronomy. He talks about an, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, right? Have you guys ever heard that phrase? Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Well, Paul goes away from this, and as always, the law has been this, this guide to loving relationships, but Paul is now saying love is not measured, love is not mechanical, but love is genuine, love is joyful, and, and love is from the heart. He goes, he goes on to kind of elaborate and say that like the old penalty clauses and, and the, the guidelines for revenge are a place with blessings from God. He says, bless others. God is the one who's, who's really wronged in these kind of circumstances, in these relationships. And he's the one who is able to be perfectly angry. And so allow God to be the one to take revenge. And Paul says, we should bless them. We should bless them. And if we choose not to, you, you guys know this. I, I think we've all experienced this. If we choose not to bless them, we, we choose to let this relationship continue to consume us, you, you give that person power over you. I mean, you give the person the, this difficult relationship, you give that person power over you. You find yourself at home just consumed with thinking about this person and, and, you know, hopefully not, but I know that for some of us, hatred fills our heart and we, we wish nothing but ill towards this person. So this person who's offended us, they, they can push our buttons and we've not, we've not released this person to the Lord We've not blessed them. Instead, verse 20 and 21, it says this, If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer, you, conquer evil by doing good. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. I think this is something incredibly important as we think about loving difficult people, and loving and unhealthy relationships. This is something incredibly key for us to think about, and you can go ahead and put it up there. Is you don't have to like someone to love someone. You don't have to like someone to love someone. And this is, this is something that I've honestly learned more recently in my life, probably within the last year, honestly. I used to believe that if you, to love someone, you have to open up your whole life to them. You know, to love someone, you have to do, you know, if someone asks something of me, I'm going to do it. I used to think to love someone that I had to do everything that I could to mend that relationship. And like I said, I, I would do it to a fault. But love Love is a, a verb. Love is an action. Biblical, uh, biblical agape love is doing what is right, doing what is right towards the, the person that you're, you're having this conflict with or the person that's difficult. Love is doing what is right 
toward a person despite how you feel and despite what you think they deserve. If we are honest with ourselves, I think we would admit that there were many times in our life that if we got what we deserved, we probably we, we wouldn't be where we are today. And there have been people in my life that, that have extended grace after grace after grace and loved me and loved me and loved me. And I didn't deserve it. So how do we how do we practically love people? How do we practically love difficult people? Because there, there are different types of people and, and um, different types of personalities. And so when, when seeking to love in unhealthy relationships, obviously we want to we handle them with prayer and seek wisdom from the Lord on how to address these said persons. But before we jump into application, I, I think I, wanna, I want for us to consider a couple things. I had, I've, I've had a, I've, I can't talk. I've um, had a terrible habit of doing this. And, and I, yesterday I was, I was driving and the Lord was speaking to me about these two things that I, I knew for certain that he wanted me to share. But sometimes if we're not careful, we often assume things about people. And we, we might say this, oh, like, she just loves to stir up, stir up controversy. She loves to stir the pot. Or, or he's just mean and angry, or, or they're just pushy. I, want us to, I would just want us to consider this when it comes to difficult people. My pastor in Cincinnati used to say this, and it stuck with me. But hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And before we assume that these people are just terrible people, I'm sorry. The reason I'm getting emotional is because I'm so convicted because I've done this so many times. But before we assume that people are just terrible people, they're mean, right? I just want us to remind ourselves that they are in need of our Savior's love, His gentle correction, and His forgiveness just as much as you and I. Lord, forgive us for doing that to people. Secondly, you know, we spent the last 20 minutes talking about difficult people, and for some of us, in this room, we've not one time considered, hey, maybe I'm the one that's difficult. <laughs> I was driving to um, graduation party yesterday, and I was just praying, and I'm not even joking. I'm not joking when I say this. I, the Lord just showed me that in some areas of my life, I'm a difficult person. And I called my wife, and I... I apologize to her. I repented for things that I do. Like ways that I respond that I shouldn't respond. In all, in all seriousness, though, 
because I think this is important. Can we, just, can we just pause for a moment and just ask the Lord to show us if there's anything inside of us that doesn't honor Him, that relates to our relationships? Like, let's honestly just take a minute. Just close your eyes. Lord, is there anything in our hearts that does not honor you as it comes to our relationships, God? Father, I just pray that you would reveal those things, God. So now that we understand that, let's consider these. There's a few different types of people and, and how we, we should respond to them. And so the first one, with, with a controlling person, pick your battles. With a controlling person, pick your battles. And th- these, the controlling people, these are the people um, who are like the uh, like big, heavy equipment, right? <laughs> they, just, they just plow things over, right? These are the people that say, I'm right and you're wrong. There's no middle, I'm always right and you're always wrong. Sometimes they can be hostile or aggressive. These people rarely say thank you or please, and it would be an absolute miracle, a miracle for this person to say that I'm sorry. And so, so what do you do with this kind of person, this controlling person? Well, the first thing is we need to realize that we, can, it's, we cannot rationalize with this person. Be ready to lose the battle to win the war. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12 says this, Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Proverbs 12, verse 26 says, A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when he's insulted. And I, listen, when you're dealing with these difficult people, there's going to be a lot that we have to look past, to overlook. And we have to be mature enough to do it. And so with them, if it's an issue of pride, just, just give up your right to be right. And I know as men, that is incredibly hard. I, I'll speak for myself, maybe not everybody. But it's incredibly hard to give up your right to be right. Save confrontation for critical decisions that will have a lasting impact. And when those issues do come, stand your ground. When there's confrontation and it's over something you believe in, stand your ground. Don't, don't, I'm not by any means saying, you know, just allow them to, to do what they're doing and deal with the issues that matter. So with the controlling person, pick your battles. Secondly, with the explosive personality, be calm and clarify. With the explosive person, be calm and clarify. And these are people that can cause incredible tension because you just you never know what you're going to get out of them. They, they might just blow their top and say something. They might do something, that act out in some way, and these are the people that you feel like you're walking on eggshells around. You're tiptoeing and you don't want to step in a, a landmine, today's landmine. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 says this, A gentle answer deflects anger but harsh words make tempers flare. So that for this person, honestly, when they're, when they're uh, angry and you can tell, let them vent their steam. 
more often than not, if you interrupt them, they're not even going to listen to you anyway. And with this person, you're going to need to be in a place to forgive them for hurtful things that they say. Remember, this is the kind of person that's not slow to speak, quick to listen, right? They're just saying things that they're thinking. And so we're going to need to forgive them for things that are said. So after you've allowed them to vent, clarify the situation. You say something like, you know, we, we talked about a number of things. Help me so I can understand the real issue. Clarify. Help to offer solutions. And then with this personality, end on a positive note. End on a positive note. You know, I know that we've had a difficult relationship. I know that at times we've not seen eye to eye. But I want our relationship to honor God. I want our relationship, I want us to work on a relationship. And with the third person, the needy person, with the needy person, set boundaries. Constantly, these people are constantly in need, but often have nothing to give back. They're dependent people. They will drain you and ask for more. They avoid responsibility for themselves while demanding time and energy from other people. I don't know if you've experienced this, but they often use guilt to get what they want. They might say, you know, I, I, thought, I thought you were a Christian. You know, you're the only person that listens to me. I, I thought you were a Christian. You're the only person that I, I can turn to. I thought you loved me. And they use guilt. Or they can put on a weak front in order to get people to feel sorry for them. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28 says this, A person without self-control is like the city with the broken down walls. I was talking to somebody about this this morning. There's nothing that you can do to help a person who will not help himself. There's nothing you can do to help a person that won't help him or herself. So with this person, and this is something I'm terrible at, I'm just being honest. You have to set limits. And once you've reached that limit with that person, whatever you set, don't feel obligated to help. A firm no is, is the best way to handle this person. Set limits, set boundaries, and hold the line. When you've set that boundary, that boundary is, is firm. It's not moving. I want to invite the worship team to come up as we close. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says this, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. John chapter 13, verse 24 and 25 says this, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Joe, can you, you can go ahead and play. And so, in closing, I want, us to, I want us to just do a little bit of reflection again. Let's, let's close our eyes again. I want us to, I want us to ask ourselves this question. Do our words, our actions, our response to difficult people and unhealthy relationships, 
Are they honoring to God? When, when is the last time that we loved in such a way that those people that we talked about today were able to see and experience the love of the God that we serve? The Bible says, it says, kindness that leads us to repentance. His kindness, His grace, the mercy that He extended to us when we didn't deserve it, it leads us to repentance. God sent His Son to be crucified on the cross for the redemption of our sins so that we can live in community with Him. And it's not something that we deserve. In the same way, what if we as a church began to love our community, began to love our coworkers, we began to love the people at our schools, the people at the gas station, the people at the restaurants? What if we began to love in such a way that those people we're able to see and experience the love of God. As we continue to, to reflect on those things, why don't we stand and, and the worship team's going to lead us in worship? then we'll pray and dismiss.